0: Yeah, Happy Holidays! Happy Holidays! Merry Merry Christmas! Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year! A very (laughs) Merry
1: Christmas and a... uh, 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 Oh, I hope everyone woke up with beautiful gifts under their tree, and if you didn't, the Spirit of the Lord is with you anyway. So, Merry Christmas!
0: Glory, oh. Merry Christmas! Okay, okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas, welcome yo. to the with Me Podcast. Welcome, welcome to the with Me Podcast. Welcome, welcome to the with Me Podcast. Welcome, welcome to the great Me Podcast. All
2: right. I yeah, know that's right. <laughs> I had welcome. to go crazy.
0: We got a very special guest, so I had to go crazy, y'all. I had to go crazy. Um, I'm Josh. That is Tara. And that is what name you want today?
2: Mimi is fine.
0: Mimi, me Mizzle, Maria Lee's Mimi on that beat, Mimi on the track. Woo! Like, <laughs> yeah. Producer me, Mim- producer me, Mizzle. Like get at her for all your needs next year. She's busy right now.
2: Right, thank you for that. <laughs>
0: <She's busy. laughs> that part. <laughs> Um, but yeah, guys, this is Aurelius, one of my other best friends here at Syracuse University. One thing Syracuse did do is bring some good friends. in life. if it ain't give a good education, it gave me good friends. Glory mm-hmm. to God. Um, Amen. But, <laughs> um, yes, this is Mimi. Um, tell us about yourself, Mimi. Who are you? What did? How, what is Raven told like this little life story? So like, tell us your upbringing, like. Um, where you from? Just just a little story about yourself.
2: Um okay. Well, I'm Mimi. Um, I'm a Gemini, always gotta preface that, you know. Um, I was born and raised in New York City, Lower East Side, stand up. I I don't know like what else to say. I have three brothers, Mm -hmm. um love them to death. Um yeah, I've been singing for a while, like all my life. I've always loved music. So I went to a performing arts high school, and then I ended up here in Syracuse for IT at first, but then I switched into sound recording technology because I just Ooh. really wanted to do music. Um, I don't know what else to say about myself. Um,
0: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> it's like, do I uh, speak about my personality? Like, my stories? Like, yeah, what, what, sure. What? Like,
0: tell about that. If you want to tell a little bit about your childhood, if you want um, anything just about you? Like, what do you want the people to know about me?
2: What I want the people to know about me? Um, I would say I'm just a very free-spirited person. Um, very much go with the flow kind of person. I like to have fun. I love spontaneity. Um, Josh can speak to this. I'm very hyper. Um, but, like, I'm starting to, like, appreciate that side of myself because for a while I feel like I had to turn it down, but, like, now I'm just, like, blossoming into this, like, super hyper but fun and easygoing person um but i would also say i'm a very deep person and i love emotions i love talking to people about their stories their backgrounds and i love like helping people put the pieces together in their life that makes everything like connect um which is why i'm happy i'm here today because i feel like that's what you guys are doing which is awesome big fan of this podcast um i'm listening like the listeners because
1: i don't this is also (laughs) like my first time
2: actually meeting
1: me so i'm like oh yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay, great. I have questions. Um, okay, wait. Okay, yes, yeah, this is a great question. When do you feel most alive? What are you doing? What is the space you're in? Maybe what is the town you're in? What is the house type of house? What is the job you mm-hmm. might have? What is just like think big?
2: Um, like when do I feel most alive? I would first say, like, whenever I'm in the city, um and I'm just going for a walks through the city. I feel like that just like recharges me when I'm alone and I'm listening to music and like, I'm able to choose a new path because I know where I'm going every time or like I know at least the area. Um, That's when I feel most alive, but I will also say when I'm performing and when I'm singing on stage, my eyes are closed and I'm just feeling what I'm doing. um, I feel like I just feel like such a rush. And then like once it's over, it's like you don't have that feeling anymore. Um, kind of like that scene in Soul where he's on the piano and, like, he, like, disappears. I always talk about that. <laughs> but um, I think those two are when I feel the most alive. And also when I'm with my friends and I'm just laughing with my friends, having fun. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Tara?
2: Um,
1: I would say I feel most alive. Definitely with good company. I feel like that's been, like, the running theme for me. Good company. Um, But, like, even if we're not just, like, having fun or it's, like, happy-go-lucky, like, even if it's somber vibes, honestly, like, as long as I'm connecting with people that I truly love and it's making me think, it's making me grow, it's challenging my thoughts, like, that's when I feel alive the most. Um, Like, on a lighter note... (laughs) I guess, like, listening to music also definitely makes me feel alive. Um, but, like, s- nature, like, sitting outside and just, like, being still and, like, hearing the wind, like, blow against the trees, like, seeing pretty flowers, seeing art, like, things that just bring out the beauty of life make me feel alive. That's
0: good.
1: Awesome. Um, I don't know. When I feel most
0: alive, honestly, I would just say the same thing about being performed. There's honestly, I've never experienced a feeling like I have when I'm on stage. Um, and like playing a character, like I, I just have never had an experience like that ever in any other place of life that I've like encountered. And like, it's just when I feel most at home, like with myself or like most able to like just do, I, that's when I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing on this earth. Um, And it just makes me feel really, really good that I'm helping other people feel good, you know? Um, So, yeah, that's my short answer. Okay, awesome. But I also want to speak to Mimi's um, Gemini, the worst she mentioned, and her her sporadicness. Yeah, she loves spontaneity. (laughs) Because Mimi, y'all, I could call Mimi, she could call me, hey, you want to do this? Yeah, I think we should just. Right, right, right. It, it, like, we don't even have to say too much. Like, me, right. just out, like, any time. Hot pot? Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um, I
2: got, like, $20 a... in the bank account, and we gonna do that. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Right. Tar
0: is the same way. At the end of the day, if we're gonna eat, we're gonna eat good. So, and if we mm-hmm. only got $5 in the bank account, we are gonna spend it on some food. And, like, that's just a think? given. Um... I have another question what ooh. okay if you if you had three years to live what would you be doing differently
2: wow
1: how about you answer first yeah um <laughs> hmm.
0: i'd probably drop out of school immediately mm. um Uh, Because that's two years. Well, I got a year left, but that's like, you know, a year and a half left. That's already gone. Um, Yeah, I probably drop out of school immediately. Um, And then... I don't know. I think I would just live... I like to be spontaneous, too, so I think I would just live off that for as long as I possibly could. Like, even financially, like, I would just live off that, like, for... Date like I would just I would just do whatever I want like I would call people I would hop on flights like it wouldn't take me a second to do anything I would eat what I wanted to eat I would I'd also probably just be like trying to take care of my body but like I would just live or even if I was still in college I wouldn't go to class like <laughs> that wouldn't be a question or even if I went to class I wouldn't turn into no homework like I wouldn't do that type of stuff I would just go for the vibes and like to see people. Like, hey y'all, like what y'all doing? Me mean, you know, some people who do that, but you know, <laughs> I would just go for vibes. Like, hey, what's up? Like, what's going on? Go to the show, sing a little bit, and leave. Like, and dip. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a care in the world, honestly.
1: Fair. Um, I think the first thing I would have to do, which this might ruin the spontaneity of it all. But I feel like I'd create a bucket list of like things I really want to do and then just start going down the list and also see who's willing to join me on the adventures. But the first thing that came to the top of my mind, like on the list, I think I want to like do van life, like actually become a nomad. And because like I always think of it when I'm like, okay, in an ideal world, I could literally have all my belongings on one vehicle surrounding me and travel like just do me um but like then it's like the reality of life automatically sets back in but then with that it's like you know the expiration date so why not just do it that's good why would you yeah. want van life <laughs> because okay i'm not saying i would spend all three years van life but like i definitely think that i would want to experience it isn't like, just like a decked out huh
0: You do it for, like, a year or, like, how long?
1: I do it for a year if, like, there were people with me. So, like, say, like, one month I'm going... Or, like, for one trip I'm going to some state on the West Coast and I could get at least, like, two people to join me. Then we could do that for, like, a minute and then I come back home, charge up.
0: Oh. Hey, guys. We're back. Sorry about that. Little commercial break. Um forgot what we were saying
1: me too
2: (laughs) we are on the question about what would you do if you had three years left
0: oh yeah you were talking about how like you would do it for a year like you'd be on the west coast for one month
1: no like yeah i would ideally like like to make my rounds in terms of like going to different states maybe even cross the border if i can canada south america whatever but i feel like it would only be worth it to do it really long if people were willing to like go with me but i don't think that i could do like solo van life for a whole year or any longer like solo van life (laughs) would be like a cool month maybe you think you would last a month i know i could last a month you don't think i
2: could last a month
0: (laughs) i don't know would you do van life mimi
2: um i don't know it depends on the van. Like if it's my Oh, my van has to be decked van. out. It has yeah, to have if everything it's like those decked out vans, of. then I would do it.
0: Yeah, a luxurious one? Yeah.
2: Like the ones on TikTok. <laughs> the school buses yeah. need to be renovating.
0: Yeah, those are nice. I would do it, like I would even do R V life. I've always wanted to do that actually.
1: Or R but... V Well, R V life is van life. It's all the same. Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but some people... But RVs are a little bigger. It is the same, but... Yeah. The vans be so tight.
1: It depends. They They have, like, really big sprinter vans. But I feel like, usually, like, even if someone's, like, in an RV... Like, some people, like, deck out school buses or, like, tour Mm -hmm. buses. Like, all of it is all falls under the same category, I'm pretty sure. So when I say RV life, it genuinely does have to be massive. And it has to have, like... Like everything I would need to actually like feel like I'm not suffering for fun. I think
0: I saw a Tesla RV one day. Really, it was crazy. Amy, did you answer?
2: Mm-mm. Um, I would say I'd probably like travel the world. Yeah, I'd definitely drop out of school to Fuck that. Like, I'm not gonna be in school learning with all these. I'm not going to get into it, but you, you understand what I'm saying. Like, why would I waste my time doing this? Um, but I think travel the world. And like, I thought when you asked the question, I thought about like career wise, like what I would do. But like, if I only had three years left to live, like screw What's the all point of that. The, yeah. Like, what yep. is the point? What's the point? And I feel like I would still want to do music. So I think it'd be cool to like travel and just study the music around the world and like connect yeah. with different people. And I know I'm a lover girl. But, like, I think at that point, if I had three years left to live, I want to be alone. And, like, I just want (laughs) to travel the world alone and just, like. (laughs) Really? Yes. (laughs) I can understand that, though. You don't want to be
0: tired. You want to be able just to get up and go.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, like, also, like, the pain of, like, leaving a partner, like, after three years. I mean, it depends. It depends on the person, of course. But, um, no, I would just like to be able to just move on my own accord. And just, you know. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, the the co-career thing, there would just be no point anymore. Mm -hmm. I would like to just travel and, like, just perform, like, just gig. Mm -hmm. Like, that would just mean a lot, like, just to connect with, like, people in, like, small-town bars or whatever. Little things. That would be so dope. Dang, I didn't even think about, like, a partner or anything. (laughs) You know me. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Well, if I was married, I wouldn't have a choice. For that. Yeah, right. That's different.
2: You see, like circumstances are different.
0: Yeah, circumstances are different. If I was married, I wouldn't have a choice. But yeah, you bring up a nice point. I would just want to get up and go and like, because maybe we want to go visit different places in our last three years, and I I can't be mad at that. Like,
2: right.
0: You want to go to hmm, that's controversial. I don't know how that popped up, but like, I don't know. Like, you want to go to Cancun, oh. and I want to go to Japan. Like, you know, like right. Uh, <laughs> I don't have time. Okay, good. Um, but, like, what about, like, intentionality? Like, what would you do differently, like, in your relationships? Or like, even, like, your friendships? Like, how would you... Because it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like, you don't have to, like, go to the hospital and go, like, we have three years left Like, what if it was just, like, circumstantial, like, somebody said, Jesus is coming back in three years. Like,
1: <laughs> Amen.
0: <laughs> 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 like, how would you handle that in your relationships? Or, like, how, how does that change? <clears throat>
2: You're saying, like, if I were told that news, like, how would I move differently within my relationships?
0: Yeah. Like, Um, any relationship.
2: Like, Well, I feel like I would practice a lot of forgiveness. Um, I think because I'm young right now, I feel like I have a lot of time to heal and kind of be angry and, you know, understand why I feel the way I feel. But I think if I knew I only had such a short amount of time left, I wouldn't want to spend it so much on focusing on oh you did this to me and you did this wrong to me like you know and trying to fix that I would think I would just practice forgiveness um, with the people who have who I need to sort that out with I think with my friends similar to like what you guys are saying about like having them come along for some trips like that would be fun Um, but I think that just practicing more grace and forgiveness and just focusing on being happy and um, being present with the people that I choose to surround myself with. I think.
1: That's so good. That I would good. have never thought about forgiveness, but that's mm-hmm. like, that's actually really good. Yeah. That's
2: amazing.
0: <laughs> I like that. Do you think that the forgiveness would also help you be more present in your relationships?
2: Yeah. Cause it allows you to not focus on what the past was and what has happened. Um, but also, not thinking about the future or like thinking, or if they do this to me again, or like if this is going to happen again. Um, so yeah, the focus it, it'll force you to focus on your on what's going on right now and not holding any grudges or resentment towards anyone.
0: I think which, also, if I had, go ahead,
2: no, I was just like, which I, I really do need to learn.
0: Like, <laughs> oh, no, forgiveness is hard,
2: yeah,
0: it's easy, but like, it's hard.
2: Mm-hmm. I was gonna
0: say, also. I think because you it made me I don't know why you talking about that made me think of this like because it's just three years. I think um, <laughs> I think I would um commit a few crimes because like <laughs> what? Let's
2: give money heist. Like what? Like if We're going
0: down in three years. Oh my that, god! That <laughs> top of the top of the third year what <laughs> i, you I can't have a question away. to
1: that though what i, I would put say away. at what risk because for me it's like okay you commit a bunch of crimes right depending on the type <laughs> of crimes not crazy crime okay because my thing is like if you're committing crazy crimes then you want to be locked up your last two years no the but pain, that's not you, the thing. you gotta remember that the
0: courts are backed up so the top of the third year <laughs> I I commit the crime in February. They not really get into my date, my trial date until, because granted, I'm going to have a good lawyer, you know, if we can find one at that point, because if everybody got three years left to live, everybody might just quit their jobs. Oh so, wait, it's everybody has three years left or just you? I mean, I, it was just us, but like in this scenario, if it was everybody, like, <laughs> you know, like, like,
1: but then it's also just like okay, I'm still trying to understand what type of crimes. Cause say so you're stealing money, you're gone in three years. Like what is that money to you? Granted, yes, you so can So I use
0: can it. use it. I can use it for the rest of the time.
1: Okay. Um, I
0: probably we just talked about forgiveness. I probably
2: <laughs> What were you gonna say?
0: I probably ooh,
2: just forgiveness
0: i don't know i probably i probably just do like some random stuff like the stuff that's like illegal like like the little stuff that's illegal but like you know people still do like i i just would yeah like like i'm walking in the store not paying for anything. like i'm not gonna lie like who's gonna like like now your it mama listening that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. But yeah, I would just be sure to like show love to people too. I don't know, but it could be hard. Um, forgiveness is a, a good little topic. How do? And we've talked about that before, but like, why? Um, different situations are different, but like, why is it harder to forgive? Oh, okay, good question. Is it harder? It's harder to forgive people you love, right? Rather than like somebody, maybe you just met.
1: is that like a question yeah okay
0: you can like twist it spin it however you want
1: I don't know I don't know if that is accurate for me I think that like I'm actually way easier to forgive people that I've formed genuine connection and relationship with because I'm the type of person who's so quick to give people the benefit of a doubt granted if it's like a way that they seriously, like, offended me or hurt me. Yeah, I feel like I'm still able to, like... I have this weird thing, which I also was just talking about with a friend, but, like, I have this weird thing where instead of getting angry about things, like, I feel other things before anger. Like, it takes me a lot to be angry. Um, But I get sad or, like... Yeah, like I turn to sadness before I turn to anger. And like, even in my sadness, I'm able to like be sad for myself only for so long until for some reason I start to feel sad for the other person, Um, which then allows me to be able to like forgive people really fast. Just cause like my mind is so quick to try and make sense of it maybe. Mm -hmm. And like, then I start to empathize with the other person or try to like rationalize what they did, which honestly probably isn't that healthy um but yeah so i think that's why like when it comes to people i actually know depending on how well i know you then in my mind i'm like starting to make assumptions about like okay well like i know that person's character and then or i have know i know what they've been through so then like i start to like hold that's where the like grace aspect comes in where i'm like okay like i can let this go because i understand not that it's like okay but like i try to rationalize it and i think that makes it easy for me to forgive Whereas, like, with a stranger, if I don't know you, then it's just, like, you did me dirty and there's nothing for my mind to, like, hold on to to try to make sense of why you could have done that. Um, Do
0: you think, So like, with the loved ones that we're actually fully forgiving them? Or is it just because you want to see them through that or, like, because you know who they are maybe beyond that or, like, you, you still want to give them that grace that it's just a way of, like, Almost like just another, like, coping mechanism, if you will. Like, if it's, like, you think that's like, fully forgiveness? Because I feel like sometimes, like, you know how, like, you might say that about your friend, but, like, certain things you just, um, whoa, he does it on here, too.
1: Yeah, I just was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell is
0: that? Uh, uh, you know, like, sometimes, like, you you take more stuff from, like, the people that you love. Like, you're you're more likely to, like, let something, like, fly just because, like, you still love them or like everything else that they do is like fine you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. it's like you think that's like true forgiveness or is it just like
1: I think it depends on how we're defining forgiveness for me like the way I look at forgiveness is like I whatever animosity whatever sadness like whatever ill feeling I have towards you as soon as I'm able to let it go and like look at you and not feel any sort of like ill emotion or have any sort of ill intent, I've forgiven you. It doesn't mean that like when I look at you, I feel fantastic or like I have great thoughts and great feelings about you, but I feel like the moment it goes from when I look at you, I get sad or I get angry or I get frustrated to I look at you and I don't feel those things in my eyes, you're forgiven, um, but I guess it's just how you're looking at forgiveness.
0: Yeah. How do you feel?
2: Um. Like my definition of forgiveness, or answer. Yeah, like on okay. anything, or like. Um, I feel like kind of. I resonated a lot with you said with what you said. Um, I don't know. Forgiveness is such a hard topic for me because. I'm kind of the opposite of you, though, like where it's like you said, you go to sadness first and then you go to anger. I go to anger more than I thought I ever had. Like, I don't know. Like, I was in therapy and I remember they were just trying to get me to describe what I was feeling when I was like talking about a situation. It was like my first session and I literally couldn't put to words what I was saying. And so like some way they did like an exercise with me and like basically we found out that like I was feeling anger. Um, and I always equated anger to being like, ah, you know, like being like furious. Um, and so I never realized, I think until earlier this year, like how angry I was towards a lot of people, towards a lot of situations and how that kind of like saw its way in like my life in different situations and in different emotions as well. Um, and so I feel like it is harder for me to say, to forgive people that I love and that I'm close to. And I think it depends on the situation because there are just some things where it's like, I feel like I've learned to let go. Like, I'm just like, I can't take that personally. Like, that's fine. Like, that is a reflection of your character and your truth. Um, But there are some instances where I felt like I've held grudges for a long time, longer than I needed to. Um, And within that, that just like, caused a lot of unrestfulness within me and my body and my spirit. Um, And so when it comes to people that I love, I think it's harder for me to forgive them just because of like my childhood and like the way I was raised um I feel like the way I was taught I'm sorry is you just say I'm sorry and you don't fix anything um and like you just say I'm sorry and because you said I'm sorry everything is good and I think that's why I struggle with forgiveness so much because in my mind that's what forgiveness meant which is just saying sorry and like moving on um where I feel like when it comes to people you love and Forgiveness and when they ask for your forgiveness, it's an opportunity for you to grow and to realize where you went wrong and where they hurt you to get you to, to that point. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like it's like a little more complicated as opposed to like a stranger who did me dirty or whatever. I just be like, okay, like whatever, like
1: I, I agree, you fine,
2: you know, where it's just like I let that go. Like, I'm yeah. you don't yeah. have any ties to me and to my spirit, so it's like whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah. Cause
0: sometimes it becomes like a question on like the people that you love, like it's like we love each other and you still did this or like right. I shouldn't like you know what I'm saying it comes from a place of like why did this even happen because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time even like with family stuff like we can talk about it like it, it's almost like as if it's a burden like, it, like a burden to things or because I love you like I did like I people will often use love as a scapegoat like mm-hmm. I did that because I love you or because I didn't know any better you know what I'm saying and it's not though that may have been true at the time but it's like also is that really the truth if that was just not the right definition of love like maybe you just didn't know what love that it looks like and it's like that can also t- like wear and tear in your heart because then you're like misconstruing your thoughts of love and now you're taking that on and like believing that that's what love looks like and that you can just say sorry in the name of love and everything is okay and it's like no actually that does like some sort of like mind game with me because now i'm like dang like I'm not just supposed to be able to forgive you just because your family or just because, mm-hmm. like, you love each other or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay to still question the fact, but I think it's harder in those situations. because I'm like, I shouldn't even have to, like, go through this with me. Whereas, like, yeah, like, with the stranger, I'm like, okay, I don't know, you know, like, whatever.
1: I have um, a question. I yeah. think it's twofold, but I don't fully know the question yet. So, yeah. But um, the first half of it is it's like, Do you think that, or for both of you, does forgiveness look like reconciliation as well? Mm -hmm. Like when you think about forgiveness, do you also think that you have to then like keep the person as a part of your life? And then the second part of the question would be when it comes to family and forgiveness, that same question of reconciliation, but then do you feel like because i think the way i think of it right it's like when people talk about forgiveness surrounded around like anybody else other than family it's always like you can forgive them but they don't have to stay in your life versus Mm -hmm. when it's family it's like you have to forgive them and they have to still be a part of your life because Mm -hmm. they're so and so to you and i guess it gets like it varies based off of like proximity so like say if it's your dad, it's your sister, it's your brother, like, you have to forgive, you have to keep them. But say it's, like, a second cousin, like, you can forgive, but, you know, they're distant, me so it doesn't on. really matter. Um, <laughs> so, Meet yeah. My answer. My no. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: it's so funny that you, like, said that and used those specific words of, like, reconciliation and forgiveness. Um, I think the best thing I've ever heard in therapy is that forgiveness does not mean reconciliation um because you have to remember at the end of the day forgiveness is not only it's not for the other person it's for you um and sometimes if you're even within a toxic family um sometimes forgiveness looks like being able to take a step away from that toxicity so you yourself can heal and you yourself can grow while forgiving them but also not reconciling or changing the dynamic of the relationship um that may not look like the way it was when it was toxic because that's just you can't function on those frequencies anymore um yeah and so it's really hard because it's like i feel like especially in like caribbean households it's very much like your family is all you got and like you all have to like you know be together and like even on the holidays when everyone's beefing you still have to go and like pretend you're all cool and wait till everyone's drunk so they can all fight like It's just that consistent pattern. It's because they keep pushing reconciliation and not forgiveness or not understanding what forgiveness really is. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I don't think. Sometimes
0: even just like sweeping it under the rug. Like it's not even a complete forgiveness. It's just like, oh, get over it. Like that's your brother. Get over it. Like that's Mm -hmm. your, your mom, dad, whatever that looks like. And it's like that is. I mean, obviously, in the black and brown like community, like that's already done enough. Like we've seen the way that's unfolded. Um, just because, like, at the same, end of the day, like it's the same thing. Like we're all each other' God. So Like we use that phrase as a means of like just being able to like treat anybody the way you want mm-hmm. inside of your household, inside of your family. But like we go outdoors, and like people are always like, "Oh, like you know," people like, "Oh, you don't know my mom for real," like because like everybody's like. Acting, there's a whole nother act outside the household that mm-hmm. people on just so they can like do whatever it is mm-hmm. that they're doing for their household but come back home like with all this baggage um, that they're not dealing with and exploding it on everybody else um, and yeah I don't think it means reconciliation because just like Mimi said the forgiveness is also for you so if you're realizing that a person is no longer serving you um, or your time wisely or um, benefiting you in the purpose of like just fulfilling you wholly like just giving you back something that you've been giving them um in a wholesome way then yeah like it doesn't always mean that we have to come back together it doesn't mean that we treated each other disrespectfully or be rude or have some sort of animosity towards each other it just means that we are not where we want to wear anymore and that's okay like yeah because um, it also doesn't mean that we're not coming back to the same place or we're not coming back later it just means that like right now like you know like when you take a step away and it takes strength to step away and like um, there's power in space and time. I believe mm-hmm. um, sure. it's not always about just like jumping right back into it, like Mimi said, like just going to the family function and acting like you like this person, or even where it's just like, you know, giving them the side eye every time you walk by them. That's too much work. That is too mm-hmm. much. I'm not doing all of that, like nah.
1: Yeah, I think like the key thing in the conversation of like forgiveness and grace is also self and boundaries. I think the more we know our triggers, like the more we understand how we want to be loved, the more respect we hold for ourselves and space we hold for ourselves, the easier it is to manage our relationships in the sense of like setting boundaries and like knowing your limits with people, knowing what's okay and what's not okay. Um but it takes time and unfortunately it takes experience of like going through certain relationships and having certain things happen to you and I don't know if it's like necessary to go through super sucky relationships to come to the other side of it um but yeah I just feel like from my experience the most I've like the biggest lessons that I've taken away when it comes to like forgiveness or like learning how to set proper boundaries or like learning how I want to be loved and like how I want to love others has been through like just experiencing different relationships and just learning along the way um but yeah I feel like being black being of African descent being Caribbean being what a person of color it comes with so many different layers because you're experiencing So much at the same time Because it's a lot of projection That comes from like you know Generations past but then it's also Like you're also Learning for yourself like you're Going for yourself Mm -hmm. and then you're trying To figure out how to balance the two things And it can be really hard but also Really detrimental to like our mental
0: Yeah I think it's also really hard too because like Our generation's on that wave Of length of like um or we're trying to be in that way i'm not everyone i like just knowing themselves more um and like it's also just learning how to be alone i think that's what it is too um mm-hmm. enough people don't know themselves well enough and actually you know crazy actually the other day Mimi and i and like some other other, other our friends shout out to y'all yeah, who y'all are, already talked about y'all once we were playing a game like answering answering questions just like these actually um but like it was about each other and we were like going around like people were saying stuff about each other. But we were just already all so self aware that like mm-hmm. when people were, like when somebody says something about the other person, we we're like, Yeah, you're right, right. Like, even if it may have been like quote unquote like a negative the negative side of somebody, it was mm-hmm. like, Yeah, you're right. right? Like But like, we're trying to work on that, like it was a good thing, like we already knew and like we knew like how to contribute to like each other's like um like answers to the questions, you know what I'm saying? Just because of how well we know each other. Yeah. So I think even with that that goes back i said that to say like about what you were saying about um the past generations like how that's just been carried on to so us like we're on that wave of like trying to figure out who we are like trying to do the b- best thing the right thing like and operating with our generation but at the end of the day we're still going back home to the people who are not doing that or they yeah. really don't see the purpose of it any uh, either just because like you know like they feel like once they've worked, they got a job, like, they have their home, like, their kids are doing all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of what their generation is. So, like, they feel like, oh, you're doing just fine. Like, mm-hmm. you're not outside, just because, like, that is what, like, pushed to them. Like they, Whether they came from, like, another country or stuff like that, they, like, you know, like, they made it according... Not made it, but, like, they're doing okay in the American dream, like, you know? um, It's really difficult, too, though. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that, too. Like, how we're just so... Like with us, like each like people like minded like us, it's easier to do that. But like we still have to like go home for different things. I find that kinda of hard, honestly, if I'm being completely honest. Sometimes like I go home and just like spending time with my family. Obviously I love them and love being with them, but sometimes it's just hard to connect on an emotional or like mental level mm-hmm. because of the baggage that they have maybe with each other or like from the things that they went through in their childhood or from just their life experience of whatever. Um but we're also in that same token taught not to like speak up about it, like you know, suck it up, like you're tough. That
1: is crazy. <sighs> um,
0: but speak up, like you're tough, like all that stuff.
1: Um, not to backtrack, but I think that this also does tie into exactly what you just said, Josh. That's insane. <laughs> Doesn't, work, oh, for Doesn't no. work for you. Doesn't work for you. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I think that, like, what you said about the more that we get to know ourselves, it the allows. Hardest... Ooh, I'm sorry, finish your statement. <laughs> but you know what I thought of as soon as you said that the more
0: we get to know ourselves, the harder it is to interact with other people because they're not doing the work. But keep going, wow. It allows...
1: okay. Wow, all the dots are connecting. Wow, my brain, wow, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, But the more we get to know ourselves, like I said, it's easier to, like, filter out, like, who's for you and who's not for you. Because you're coming up into the conversation, into the relationship, already knowing your triggers, already knowing what's a waste of your time, already knowing, like, what to expect type of thing. So you can, like, kind of filter out. Like, you know, it's easier to discern. It's easier to just, like, know what space is safe and what space is not for you right Mm -hmm. but then in that same breath going back to what I said earlier why I feel like I'm the way I am with my relationships in terms of forgiveness is because I feel like the relationships that I now as I stand today the relationships that I allow myself to enter are so intentional in the sense that before I even get into the relationship or I give this person a piece of my heart or my time or my energy or my space, I'm already like checking them off as somebody who is safe for like me to allow to enter and allow for them to enter in, which is why it's like, if we ever do get to a point where there's a situation that comes up where you've offended me or I've offended you or we've both both offended each other Like you said, when y'all were sitting together and playing the game with your friends, I know you well enough to maybe kind of understand the process of what made you think that that was okay. And it's also like I'm now going into this relationship kind of like the way when you go into a relationship with like a, a romantic partner where you're in it for the long run. So no matter what conflict arises, you know that you both want to you're both agreeing that you want to get to the other end of it. So it's like, no matter what comes, you're in it together. Even though you might hate each other for a little bit, even though somebody offended the other person, you know that like what you really need to overcome is a situation and not each other, if that makes sense. I feel like yeah. that's the same way I process it, where it's like, because I know you so well enough, but because I trust myself in the decision I made to allow you to be in my life, I now am not looking at this offense as like, oh, this was a personal attack, I'm more looking at it as, like, I know you, I know you love me, I know I trust you, but why did this happen, and how are we going to get over it, if that makes sense? And I know that that doesn't apply for every situation, because there are a lot of nuances with that, and sometimes we do give our trust to people who don't deserve it, Um, but I think it does all tie back into just, like, the more you get to know yourself and like the more sure you are of the decisions you're making in terms of who you're actually allowing into your life, I think it does become easier to also just like exist in those relationships where you are able to forgive each other when things happen because you're making the smart decision in allowing them to be a part of your life in the first place. Um, Now that whole conversation looks a lot different in terms of family. But, yeah. me anything?
2: No, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, because I think it is easier for me to forgive my friends than it is my family. Um, because for the same reasons where it's like, you know, your friends are your chosen family, so you choose to let these people in and, you know, trust them and understand yeah. them. And I feel like, personally, like... um I'm closer to my friends than I am to my family, especially up here in school where I'm like with them all the time. And I know their routine and I know their personal relationships and their hobbies and the things that they're constantly doing. Um, I have everyone's freaking location at this point. like. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like it's been easier for me to discern like what kind of people I want in my life and like what kind of people I don't. And um, God willing, like I would have been able to create, tons of meaningful friendships with people who I know, like deep down to their core would never hurt me because I know I would never hurt them. Um, and knowing that that pain is never gonna happen or, you know, of course, like you said, it's nuanced, things can happen. Um, at the end of the day, like the minor things, they don't seem to like override like what I'm feeling when it comes to my friends and when it comes to forgiveness. Um,
0: so yeah. And I think, too, um, I just lost my train of thought, but about choosing choosing your friends. Oh, you were saying that, like, um, sometimes those bad people can be in your family, the people that you don't want to, um, like, reconcile with, or the people who don't, because people don't, some people don't want to change. Um, so sometimes those spoiled apples can be, it's not just a one-sided type thing
1: um but yeah what but wait you were gonna say something and God. it was like in the lines of like the more you get to know yourself oh yeah the harder it is
0: to oh the harder it is people. to interact with other people interact. yeah
1: can you um
0: i find that to be very true just in life right now honestly Um, Because I just people just don't know themselves, Um, and I think that's where like you start seeing people like do things just to like fit in, or do things to like seem there a certain way, or act a certain way, or, or like they're got something going on for themselves. Like, there's a clear difference between the person who's like not doing things for the sake of other people so that they can see it versus the person who's just doing them to make their soul happy or just doing them because, like, it's a genuine act that they want to pursue. Yeah. Um, I see it most prevalent right now at school, like, in school. Um, a lot of people want praises. A lot of people want the attention um, on them. Or, Granted, you, we are. I am in music school, like, in the arts, so, like, there's some level of, of some sort of, like, want the attention on me, you know, like, mm-hmm. for everyone, obviously. But some people only do things or say things or, like, um, take a job because, like, they want to be able to brag about it or they want to be able to, like, look down or other people or they want to be able to, like, I don't know. You guys know what I'm saying,
2: though. Like, yeah. They,
0: some people just do things just for for the applause of other people. For validation. Um, yeah. 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 Very real. Can you hear that? Yeah. Take two, <laughs> uh, Mimi. What's on your mind? I want you to teach these people, y'all, Mimi. <sighs> this is calm for Mimi, okay? Yeah, but I don't know. Mimi like, can talk. We...
2: Give me a question. Give me a juicy one, like.
0: Okay. She
2: uh... said, "End the pod short, babes,
1: babes." <laughs>
0: um, whatever
1: um
0: okay cut okay, okay. <laughs> um a juicy one let me think a juicy question a juicy question for me why do you think people take so long to heal after the acknowledgement of it like why do you think some people choose to like um stay in toxic situations or stay in a suffering moment like why are people afraid to like take that next step after the acknowledgement? So like not before the acknowledgement, not before they like realize something crazy is going on. But mm-hmm. after. I don't know about y'all, but like I know people and even myself I could probably name a few situations too, obviously. Be like different stuff. But um like you know what I'm saying? Like why why do you think that is? Like why is mm-hmm. it become it might be a comfortability thing, but why is it comfortable?
2: Well, my favorite term of the year is, people are addicted to suffering. Um, and I feel like people don't really understand when I say that, like what that means, what addiction means. Um, sometimes when you're addicted to something, you don't want to be addicted to it. But because it's so ritual and it's so, I mean, routine and like, it's everything you've ever known. Um, it's scary to push yourself to be uncomfortable and able to grow. Um And also a lot of people just don't know their worth because of childhood and like the people they were raised by. I think like it all really, it always stems from childhood. I always say that um, if you were raised in an environment where you were always put down or your value was put down or your worth was put down, you're not gonna know what that looks like in order to grow. Cause in order to grow, that's what you need to do. You need to put yourself first and really see like, who am I, what's my worth and like, what's my purpose? Um, And when you don't have that in you already, Um, it's harder to find it. And I think for a lot of people, I think just even switching around the people that you're friends with, um, that could really help you a lot. The connections that you have in your life, like being tied down to toxic people, I think being able to discern is like one of the most important things you need to do to to heal. Because if you're constantly tied to toxic people or people who are just not serving you, like, and toxicity looks like so many different things it's not just abuse it's people who are low vibrational it's people who aren't passionate about things or don't choose to be passionate about things um when you're tied to those people that's all you're gonna ever know um and so i feel like people are so addicted and they're so comfortable in that because that's all they know and they're not willing to take the step to break out of that but i think the first step in knowing that is like finding a truth finding a light um, whether that's religion, whether that's therapy, whether that's um, a hobby that can grow into something more or a passion, um, because within those three things, there's love, I feel like. And I feel like love is the answer to breaking all of that, not just romantic love, of course, but love like for yourself, um, love in life, you know? Yeah. So, and I feel like with our society, with our generation, like so many people are addicted to suffering and
0: it's just crazy. addicted
2: to being the victim
1: Mm, And I
2: I struggled with that for a long time and I didn't even know that I was going through it but I realized I was like I feel like this year I finally just got to a point where it's like I'm tired of being depressed like I'm just tired of being sad like I was just going to say it's because
0: people people get so used to operating out of the pain like they're Mm -hmm. not they don't they don't want to like look for that light that you're talking about like they don't they just get so used to like taking it or whatever comes their way and then boom still got to get up at 8 a.m whatever, you know, still got to go here at 7 tonight. Well, You know what I'm saying? Like, they get so used to just, like, keeping up with the emotions. And, of course, like, we can talk about black people's emotions because, like, it seems like that we have to do that to, like, find our way in the world. But, like, yeah, people just don't want to wake up just because they want to... I mean, i know some people who do it for fun, honestly, if I'm I'm really speaking truthfully, um, which is sad. And, you know, honestly, I can't talk too much because... There's once upon a time, like, I I, I I, preferred a toxic situation, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but not, I didn't, that sounds crazy, but not, like, I didn't prefer that. It was just, like, it just seemed like it was okay, you know?
1: Um, it was easy.
0: You, right. It was mm-hmm. just easy, and it was, it was fun. Like, it was it was, it was a little thrill. Like, yeah, a little thrill.
2: I have a point. I'm sorry to cut you off. But Tara saying that it's easy. I feel like that's, a, that's the point. It's easy to be negative. It's so yeah. easy to so, to wake up every day miserable and, like, find a little reason to, like, be angry or upset or, like, get agitated especially or toxic.
1: when people are affirming you in whatever you're yeah. feeling. And exactly. that's, like, you being, like, your friends. Like, when all your friends are depressed, so when all of your friends wake up talking about, my life sucks, this sucks, I don't want to be here, and you're all spreading around the same energy, like...
0: Or just people who just always want to talk negatively, yeah. like... That. Like everywhere people go, like, I know people who just all they want to do is just talk like bad or like they just speak like bad. They don't speak well into their situations or like into other people. Like, you know, people who just like love to like live off mess. They love to be messy or like they mm-hmm. like to talk crap. Like, I'm just like, why? Like, I can't be around you this that long. Like, I don't want to. That's no, why? Are we, it's too, <laughs> no, life is too short and like we don't have time to just be sitting here and if we, if I'm depressed, you depressed, we just all going to be depressed. No.
1: I think another big factor is fail of fear of failure and fear of like rejection. Like people are afraid that if they switch up, then they'll be alone and their friends won't want them anymore because They're on something different because they want to be positive and like try and like make something of their life rather than just like sit and be complacent in whatever they're in. And then also like fear of failure in the sense of like, okay, let's say that I do try and break out of these habits. Let's say I do try and like switch up the routine. What if it doesn't work? What if I still feel the same way? Like it's fear of the unknown. Like they don't know what it's going to look like if they do decide to drop this friend group. Am I going to have new friends like is anyone gonna like me like it's all of these fears that allow people to also just think that it's easier to just stay in what they they're in because it's like if i don't know what it's gonna look like when i choose to step out of this then why am i stepping out of this Yeah. Um, because it's also fear of the work because it is work it's work to want better it's work to wake up every day and choose to be positive and choose to see the good and choose to see the light instead of just seeing the apparent darkness, you know? Um, yeah, but I I don't know. I, I do think it, it takes a lot of time and a lot of meditation and a lot of reflection and a lot of being present and a lot of being intentional, um, which is very anti-culture, even though as much as people want mm. to say that, like, oh, our generation is getting better at being, like, intentional yeah. or being present or being loving or um, being aware of our mental health like i think it's one thing to like talk about it but it's another thing to actually like apply it to life and yeah. reality
2: yeah yeah and i think it has a lot to do with perspective um i think the one thing i would say to like anyone who is like in that position right now where they just they can't see the light is to keep in mind that growth also speaking to the fear of failure and rejection that growth isn't linear um and that is the whole point of perspective Um, because once you start to realize like at the end of the day you don't have much control over your life you don't um you have control over decisions you make but at the end of the day like you can have everything you ever asked for and like the next day it could be thrown out the window um so there's going to be a lot of ups and downs in your life and you have to like be okay with that and understand that the downs are just moments where you need to learn and reflect and think about what went wrong and the highs are when you praise and when you're grateful and your gratitude, but like also making sure that gratitude is like consistent throughout that yeah. um, because it's all about perspective. If you are, the, if you're in a high and then you go down to a low and you're just thinking, oh crap, I just had a high and now i have a low. And like now everything is gone wrong. This and the third, it's going to keep going down in order to build yourself back up. You need to be able to choose perspective and think, okay, why did it go down in the first place? And how do I get mm-hmm. it back up? Um, Which I feel like a lot of people in our society struggle with too because we have like such short attention spans. Um, And it's so hard for us to really take a step back and think where we went wrong and how we can do better. Um,
0: I think too, we have to like check ourselves on like our disposition mm -hmm. um, and how like we're keeping our minds wrapped on tight. Because if you're defining your worth based on your situation, then you'll never be at peace. Mm. um so i think that like finding that peace within yourself and like within like your purpose and who you're meant to be and like the way that you treat other people like what you're trying what you're bringing to this world then that's when you also figure out that like yes the low is low but it's nothing compared to where i'm saying where i'm about to bounce up Mm -hmm. to next like it's just a springboard effect you know what i'm saying like um just to like go back to your point of it growth not being linear like sometimes like it can look like a graph we gonna shoot up and we may come back down, we're gonna shoot right back up, you know what I'm saying? So I think also just making sure your mind is just like it's not being controlled by what your circumstance is. Um, because that's to me has just been proven to be a road of disaster because now you're letting what people throw at you or what the world throws at you um control what how you respond or how you react or how now you're acting in this world and moving every day to life. Um I hate the phrase I'm just having a bad day. Um, so that means I get to treat everybody else bad, right? That means mm-hmm. I get to like treat poorly. That means I'm not going to hold the door for the person behind me. And of course, we're all human. So, like, little instances and stuff like that come to play. Um, and you, it's okay for it to like be in those moments sometimes. But it doesn't excuse the fact that um, there are not other humans in this world too who may also be having a bad day. Um, because again, we're not alone. So um, it's just as it, it, it's just keeping that same caliber. Um, so that you can be sure that your mind is not being just it's not being played into the game of life, you know? Um, and that you're controlling it and not the world controlling you.
1: Yeah, I think too, like a little bit about what we talked about last week ties into this too, where like our mindset in terms of allowing our past to define us rather than what our present looks like and what our future could be. Um I think that when we get so caught up in like how we're currently living in terms of like the mistakes we're making or the toxic relationships we're in and like maybe what our pasts look like, whether it's like trauma or just habits that we formed over time and allowing that to just be the truth we live in versus like expanding our mindset and recognizing that if we are able to get to the point of releasing our past and truly letting go, that there's so much goodness to welcome in and, like, just taking a step forward and, like, genuinely just not setting any expectations for real of, like, the future, but genuinely just knowing that I'm going to let go of my past and release it and welcome in whatever comes my way and just taking it one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Can mm-hmm. anything?
2: No, I was going to say that that, like, perfectly ties into, like, grace, um, which I think a lot of people is what, why a lot of people are addicted to suffering as well. Um, and it has, it's grace and reflection. It's, like, not being able to just sit back and, like, think about what you did wrong in your toxic patterns and your habits, um, but also forgiving yourself um, for those patterns and those habits. I think A lot of people get tied into like, oh, my God, like I fucked up so much in the past. Like, how am I ever going to redeem myself within myself Um, when it really is just taking the time to reflect on how you got there, paying attention to the patterns in your family that led you to that point? Um, Because at the end of the day, we came into this world like not knowing everything and everything we've learned is because of the world around us. You know, you didn't come into this world being an angry individual. Or someone who's addicted to something or someone who wants to be in abusive or toxic relationships. It's because that is a world that formed around us as we grew. And like we somehow like grew into the world while that was happening. Um, And so I think that that's a big thing our generation is missing. Being able to give yourself grace and give yourself, be patient with yourself also. Like because I think we expect growth to happen so fast or we wish that it would, but it's like, it takes years to heal from stuff. Like there are still 40 year olds healing from stuff that happened to them when they were 10, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So you're never going to fully be, you know, healed, but that's the whole point. You're never going to like, the point is not being a hundred percent healed and saying like, I'm a perfect person and I've gone through everything. The point is being able to say, I've been through so much, but because of my mindset and because of the grace that I have given myself, it has m- given me so much peace. Mm-hmm. Even though tomorrow, like, life can turn completely left. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Hashtag grace, And I,
1: and I think <laughs> on top of that grace, it's, like, despite where anyone is at right now, like, despite how broken you are, also recognizing that you're deserving of love and... <laughs> your decisions don't define you as a person. Um, Yeah. I just think that a lot of times people also just repeat toxic cycles and habits and patterns because one, it's easy, but it's also just like a part of them also feels like they don't deserve better for themselves either. I think that like with, the example of like being in a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship or whatever, it's like a lot of people will stay there because they genuinely feel like they don't deserve better. But it's also recognizing that no matter what you've done, no matter what poor decisions you've made, you are still valid of love. Like you are still valued as a human being and being able to still recognize your value no matter how deep the pit has become yeah well
0: that's a great way to wrap it up because that ties beautifully into our questions like what's one thing that's greater in you um, so we answer two questions at the end of every episode what's, or do you know do you watch every week no what's one thing that's <laughs> <laughs> called out what's one thing that's greater in you um, and what's one thing that you want to be greater than you that is in
2: the world those are such good questions. Um, wait, so the first one, what's something that's greater in me? Yeah. Like, in general, like, not even... Okay. Um, I think my self-awareness is the one thing that's greater in me. Not only because of what it does for me, but how it allows me to connect with other people. Um, and ref- my reflection, my self-reflection... Um and I think I have a lot of love to give. So I think that's something that's greater in me. What's the second question?
0: What's one thing you want to be greater in you?
2: Something I want to be greater in. Um after today's conversation, definitely forgiveness. I think there's still a lot of work I have to do there. Um and I think I just want to be more confident in my abilities, um, in my talents. I think that's definitely like what I'm leaning into for the new year. That's Pushing good. myself out of my comfort zones. Yeah.
0: That's good. Love. Wanna go next for me? You can go. <sighs> mm-hmm. Uh. I don't know. Uh.
1: Okay. I'll go. Um, one thing, <laughs> one thing that's greater in me, I would, yeah, I would like to say is love. Um, I just, I don't know. I just hold a lot of space in my heart for people. Um, and I do love that about me, but sometimes it does scare me. Um, but I can't really change it cause it's just how I am for real. And then one thing I wish that were greater in me was patience. Um, patience Patience for so many different reasons. Patience just in terms of like what we talked about where you have this vision or you have this hunger, you have these passions and desires to like want to see something manifest, whether it's in your life, for like goals you have for yourself or even within like relationships like you wish so much for a situation to change, whether you wish someone would like see their, like, shortcomings or, like, whatever the situation is, you know? I just think that, like, my patience in that area can be kind of thin sometimes where I just, like, want people to recognize maybe their potential or I want my life to just, like, bear fruit of what I've been, like, sowing seeds in and watering and whatever. Um, but also just, like, patience for myself um, in just the journey of life. And grace i guess too that could be greater
0: great um, answers. um for me i'm gonna say servanthood is one thing that's greater in me i feel like um i just serve others way faster than i serve myself which can be a pro and a con but um i, I like it about me like i'm not always looking for like what i can get out of other people um, I truly, like, enjoy giving to people, whether that be, like, giving love or, like, actually giving them gifts or, like, just giving them my time or just being a giver, like, i um, serving the community, like, stuff like that. Like, I, I, I enjoy that about myself. Um, one thing I wish was greater in me is probably just, like, I probably said this before, but, like, just boundary setting, like, I've been doing it like the whole like no thing, better at the no thing, but just being more clear with it with myself and staying like, what's the word? Um, like staying vigilant over that, like being clear on what it is and like not letting up on myself. Like saying no once is not always good enough for some people. So like mm-hmm. be able to just like stand on that. Um, Cause much like the forgiveness thing, sometimes a no is not always just a no for that person. It's like a no just for me. Because like I I don't need to be doing that right now, or I just you know what I'm saying? Like it's something I protect protecting within myself. So yeah. Um that about wraps. Wait, up this, this is holidays. so random.
1: When you but, said that, I learned how to you know that guy on TikTok who does like the ASL? I learned how to say stand on business <laughs> And it's like you gotta stand on business <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm actually insane, so <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of when you
2: said that. You know wait, wait, that? how you how do you say
1: it? Stand on business. Business. Period. So what? Stand, stand, stand on, on business. On business. Is it palm Period. down? Palm down, and then business. On. That's on. Yeah. So stand on, stand on business. business. Mm-hmm. You made me finna be walking around. You don't gotta say nothing. Just reminder.
2: <laughs>
0: well, we're gonna teach the people that uh, the styling issue here. Be at the events. Cause I don't okay. know, if they, they know what you are doing. But yeah, y'all, yeah, Merry Christmas and a happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry
1: Christmas
0: y'all. Merry Christmas. I hope everyone's day is filled with love. I hope your holiday season is filled with love. For those of you like missing a loved one this time for the. Missing a loved one this go around for the first time. Um, I hope the peace of, the, I hope just peace finds you um, in the middle of the wheel. Whatever it is, remember them, do something that they would do around this time. Try to just tap into them, like do something that they like to do. Um, just how we said earlier, it's easier to think about the negative. Um, but just try to be grateful in the situation. Be grateful that that person just may not be suffering anymore. Be grateful that you still have other people around you that can comfort you in this time. Um, so, yeah sorry i just
1: glory
2: really nice.
0: but um yeah i just hope everyone is having a peaceful and just a nice holiday season i hope you have the day off work i hope your family's doing well yeah guys just have a great time I hope we don't see you before the new year Wait, well, don't take wait. in your old bad habits into the new year i can do it it's so, not <laughs>
1: <laughs> bye guys